Yo, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to another Lions Den with Seth. I'm your host, one of your hosts for the Lions Den. Hopefully, you're having a great, great time this Sunday and everything is cool with you and your family. If you haven't done so already, hit the share button. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a second. There you go. You better hurry up because what we're doing is got some real good information for you. And I want the whole world to know not only where you are, put it in the chat, but to let them know that you are in the best place to be right now. And that's in the den. Now, of course, I wouldn't be able to do this by myself, but who would want that? Right. That's corny. Now, I seen this nut in the background moving <laughs> and grooving to the music, man. What's popping, man? How you feel? Uh, hey, man. I mean, and every day I hear a brand new intro song come out of nowhere, dog. You know what I mean? Sometimes it just get me in my feels. It, it gets you in the feel feels. You know what I'm saying? So I just had to move with it, man. I forgot backstage you could see me in crap. Yeah, bro. I see. He like moving the group. I'm like, look at this nut. Hey, how's the weekend, bro? Man, weekend weekend is real good, man. We had some stormy weather last night out here in, in Tennessee. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's been real cool, real calm. It's a weekend I really needed. I yeah. thought I was going to go out Friday night and Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Wound up just chilling in bed with my gentleman, Jack, just relaxing, man. See, hey, sometimes it be like that. Well, that's dope. That's but, dope. Hey, but before I, before you pass it on, man, I got to bring up how small of a world it is that the next guest you bringing on mm -hmm. knows my uncle and them out there in a the small town of Brownsville, Pennsylvania area. That's I got to give a shout out to, you know, saying the Mapstones and the Jacksons and Everybody out there in Browns and uh, Brownsville, Pennsylvania area. That's Had dope. To do that real quick. That's dope. No, man. I mean, if you think about it, man, we've been doing this now for some years and you never know who know who. You know no, what I'm talking no, about? Bro. You no. never know. But, uh, man, that's super dope. Yo, Larry, what's popping, man? Yo, yo, what's happening, man? Not much, man. How's your weekend, bro? Pretty Pretty eventful weekend, man. I did a date night with the wife on uh, Friday night, hibachi deal. Then we went to Top Golf yesterday mm -hmm. with my cousin in town. Today mm -hmm. was like house chores, cutting the grass, man, laundry, freaking cleaning, mopping floors in the house, man. So it's been an eventful weekend, man. I'm tired and I need some me time, basically. Oh, yeah. So you still cut your grass? Bro, I don't know what that is. He don't. <laughs> I don't need that, man. Hey, I want to. I need to get me a lawnmower or something, man. What? Wow. <laughs> like, yo, I'm, I'm too old for that. No, like, what? No such thing. If man. I had a nice riding lawnmower, man, I might spend some. But I don't want to weed eat then. That's the oh, thing. You see what I'm saying? Wanna, you know, deal with grass and rocks flying back on my legs. No, bro. I don't want that. No, no, man. You don't need that. It must be that hey. retirement piece of that life, I guess. Yo, man, I mean, you can do it now for real if you want to, but you know, some people do it because they're bored. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, we ain't that bored. But listen, y'all, look, before we bring in our guests, all right, of course, look, we got we got another fellow lion that had to take a, you know, a sabbatical, take care of some business. So if y'all don't know this brother, if y'all don't know this brother, I'm going to give you an opportunity to re-know this brother. Y'all give it up for my man, Big Nate. What's up, Nate? Hey, How y'all doing? Great to be back. Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear Perfect. you. Perfect. We can hear you. How you been, bro? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. It's good to see you, brothers. Man, I'm ready to get this thing started. So let's go. I see that. Ooh. Wait, but man, look real quick. I, I see you got some paraphernalia in your background. What, what's what's right going now? on? Oh, you know the Don't one and only, the first. You is know, that what it is? Out. Nineteen. Look at that boy. Look at him. Look at him. Look. Congratulations. Hang and lose. Yeah, but man, congratulations, man. Welcome back, man. Hey, so ladies and gentlemen, our guest, yeah, is it's, it's a super, super privilege to have her on. Okay, Miss Ashina Johnson. I'm gonna give you something real quick about her. Okay, so not only is she a super, super dope individual, but she's a community advocate and a business owner. So she recently moved to Jersey City, New Jersey, at, uh, to Atlanta, Georgia. Right. That's where she she graduated from uh, New Jersey City excuse me, university with a BA in economics and Fairleigh, I believe it is, Fairleigh uh, Dixon, Dixon University with a master's in public administration, right? Her, her work experience includes banking, uh, radio programming and hosting, right? And re-entry to the first time of, of offenders assistance. With, and then she also helps with grant writing and management. But y'all, that's not it. The thing is, we met on an app called Fanbase. 
Okay. Fanbase is a super dope application that is has been created by Isaac Hayes' son, Isaac Hayes the third. And so she was on there talking about individuals' LinkedIn profiles. And what she did was take your profile and she would do an, a quick analysis and say, Hey, maybe you should look at this, do this, do this, do this, do this, and truly help. And so as I was listening, I'm like, yo, let me see what I got, because I know I have a lot of things on there, but it's always good to get somebody's else perspective did that maybe what two minutes she was like hey you might like this check this out do the do the do i did that and it's like it changed the whole not necessarily the whole dynamic but it enhanced it so ladies and gentlemen we got a lot to talk about so we go get up into it y'all give it up for miss ashina yeah how you doing i'm doing well good 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 so so tell us a little bit more about yourself for our, for our viewers. So um, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, grew up outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in a little town called Uniontown. Um, once I graduated from high school, I moved to Jersey City, New Jersey, stayed there for 17 years. And last year, I relocated to Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. So, Ashina. Uh, we, we wanted to bring you on to talk about human resources. And, you know, I got educated real quick. And <laughs> he's like, hold on now. Hold on. You're moving too fast, man. You educated me a little bit more about specifically what you uh, what your expertise lies in. Okay. So for those that don't know, you know, what I'm saying or, or like me, really didn't know just that everything just was human resources. Can you tell us what the difference is between human resources and really talent acquisition uh, acquisitions? Okay. So um, just for those who are like, what in the world is talent acquisition? It's a fancy term for a recruiter. And I would say back in probably like the eighties, nineties, you know, before that recruiting and human resources went hand in hand, but the two have split a lot. Um, and recruiting is kind of like its own thing within a business because we really don't do a lot of legal stuff like human resources does. Our, our primary focus is sourcing, interviewing, and acquiring talent for whatever the specific job is. So um, I was sharing that I had a friend that reached out to me. She was looking for some opportunities in recruiting, and she was searching through human resources and couldn't find anything. And I had to tell her to separate her search into specifically recruiting, and she could actually get real technical about what type of recruiting she wanted to do and find more jobs that way. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. All right. All right. I got a quick question. For someone that's active duty military like myself, um, that may potentially be transitioning from active duty to the civilian sector, what information would you offer them and how to prepare for that movement moving forward? What could you do to assist that member in the application process to enter the civilian sector? So I would say one of the greatest resources that our military veterans have is the resources they have access to as veterans. Um, and also there is a legal policy where you cannot discriminate against a veteran and veterans actually get more preferential treatment. Um, it speaks volumes when you have military experience. We know that you're disciplined. We know that you're dedicated. We know that you are accurate with the work that you do. We know that you are going to be an open-minded learner. We know that you know how to treat people. So like all of the transferable skills that you would want in an employee every single military person has it by rights of them having gone through that process. So you really have a wealth of resources at your access. And I would say definitely your city, your county, even your state, check into their job banks because they have resources that are specific to veterans. And you have some employers that will specifically ask to recruit veterans. So definitely take advantage of those resources. Um, it may help also to take your resume and kind of transform the language on your resume from your military experience into real world corporate experience. If that's what you're looking to go into, you want to match what you've done with the language in the field that you want to go into, but the possibilities are endless for veterans. Mm, see, 
All righty. Thank you for that. I'm going to jump straight to the question that many people want to know. As an applicant looking to work or apply for a position at your job, how much does social media play into your research of that individual and things that you should? Listen, listen, look. I didn't want people to know that I was a, a sideline uh, stripper. Hey, so hey, hey, like, hey, <laughs> it's important for people to know. Uh, hey, that chocolate thunder was bringing in that money. But anyway, go ahead. So first, what I'll address is if you're looking to get into government, if you're looking to go get into government, you should just delete your social media altogether. Um, you really can't delete what you've done in the past because they have access to tools to find out everything that was on your so- social media when it existed. But just don't, don't fool around it. And especially if you want to go into a career like FBI, CIA, Homeland Security, they're not playing games with you. And, and it might not necessarily be you. It could be something that your friends are doing. You just don't want to be connected to any type of madness. So I would say if you are in the arena of applying for a government job, especially if it's something that requires a, a security clearance, just delete your social media and just stay off of it. And depending on what your job is, they may tell you you can never restart it again while you're in that career. But yeah, just scrub your social media. For you know other careers, I would say really take a hard look at what's on your social media and who is on your social media. I would turn off um, some of the measures where like people can tag you in pictures, people can just post on your timeline because even though it's law that you can't be discriminated against. You are never going to know that a potential employer looked at your social media. You know why? Because they're never going to call you and tell you that they did it. You're not going to be able to say, oh, they discriminated against me because of what was on my Instagram. No, they just never called you. They got your resume, whether it be a physical paper resume or they got your, your e-resume. They looked at it, they hit you up on, on social media and they saw some things they didn't like and they just trashed your resume. So mm-hmm. you'll never know that they didn't call you. And I, I would say if you've been applying and applying and applying and you haven't been getting calls, you might want to go back and scrub your social media because that might be what's hindering you. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you said that, right? So ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't understand that, what she said, <laughs> first of all, when you were living your best life and you wanted everybody to no, <laughs> but then low key, you're trying to get this banker job or even a government job. They're going to look right because they want to know what type of individual is interested in being a part of their culture. So I remember a situation when I was doing the same thing. Well, so I was doing HR work right for the city, for the city municipalities. And it was individuals that, you know, just trying to get this job, trying to get this job. And there was an applicant super dope on paper. Right. Everything looked good. And I was like, you know what? Let me just see because I got time. Looked on Facebook. I'm like, whoa, nah, I'm all right. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, hey, we had to just swap, you know, just, just leave like that. But I'm glad you said that. I'm glad did, you said that. Did, did Larry ask this question yet? Yeah, he did. Go ahead. Hey, so, so I, I don't know if this because, excuse me, I had to step off, man. My wife's out of town. My kids upstairs acting crazy. So I had to sit this. <laughs> Had to take me a sip to calm my nerves. You know? <laughs> oh, hey, oh, my, my kids act a fool when it's just me, dog. I don't know what it is. Like, hey, I think I'm intimidated at all, man. They don't give a damn what I got to say. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, down sweating. Hold on. <laughs> I know y'all talking about social media. Y'all, I'm the king of getting kicked off of off Facebook for 30 days or more. No, I- but Seriously. I mean, I am smart enough to deactivate my my Facebook every time I apply for a job. Yeah, you know what mm. I mean. But I don't know. I don't know if people know because you know a lot of people are used to saying the N word and all that other type stuff. They don't think there's nothing wrong with it. So it's all over their Facebook page, right? Mm-hmm. What is the common things that you're seeing on social media specifically that people might not even be thinking about that's getting them hemmed up? I would say the biggest thing is your your activities outside of work. Um, weed is not legal everywhere, and even in states where weed is legal. If you are planning on operating machinery, dealing with kids, I don't think you want that on your social media because, again, you're never going to know that they didn't consider you because of it because they just simply are not going to contact you back. Um, you really have to consider what industry it is that you want to go into. If you're working with kids, you don't want your potential employer to see you 
disrespecting kids, F these kids, they get on my nerves, just saying crazy stuff or somebody tagging you in a post that appears on your page that says something that's defamatory for kids. Um, you really want to consider your industry. Now, if you're going into party promotions, you, you're, you're trying to be a bartender, a hostess or something or a DJ or something like that, then you can be dancing on the bar and letting loose. That's what they do in that career. But if you want to work for Goldman Sachs, I don't think you want to be doing that on your social media. So you really have to consider the industry that you want to go into. And like I said, scrub your page. And if, if you feel like it's too much to scrub, you just like too, too wild outside of work, then just deactivate it. Mm. Follow up real quick. I ain't gonna take up too much more time, but follow up real quick. A lot of people feel like some of the stuff that they look at is, is due to racism. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the reason why they ain't picked me because it's racism. You know what I mean? This is just my culture, whatever. Have you ever ran across uh, people that with that mindset? Yeah, I've heard people say different things, but I always say this. Like I keep saying, you're never going to know that they passed you up for that job because they looked at your page because they're simply just not going to call you. And you'll never know why. Um, a lot of the stuff that we're doing on our pages has nothing to do with racism. It's it's ignorance. That's right. <laughs> it's ignorance and immaturity. Like there's a difference between discriminating against somebody because they're black or they're Asian or they're a veteran or they have a disability and somebody just plain doing something stupid. And how I tell people to look at it. If you are looking at a potential employer and you know what the culture of that employer is, imagine that you own that business. And you were going to look for somebody to work in your company. Would you hire you hire to you work in that company? <laughs> you're going through your Instagram, you're going through your Twitter, and you're like, ah, oh, no, I wouldn't hire this person. Then you know what you got to do. <laughs> Listen, I'm so glad you, you said that. to leave racism and race discrimination for when it really happens and not right. because you're being ignorant. <laughs> Listen, that. Is the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Boom, we're gonna drop that. Because when you think about it, people really take it personal. Like, look what they did to me. You nut, look what you did to you. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? You're putting this energy out there. Who would really want that? And I'm glad you used that example as yeah. far as if you had a business, would you even want that type of energy in yeah. your organization? No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Go ahead. Like, mm -hmm. Let's just say uh -oh. that you want to go into banking and like mm -hmm. your goal is to work for Bank of America. Put yourself in the seat of the CEO of Bank of America. Imagine you are the CEO and somebody says, I'm looking at this candidate, Ashina Johnson, for our finance department. What do you think of her? If I'm looking at me and I'm like, dang, I wouldn't hire me, then there's your answer. Right. See, and don't have so, your. So to counter that. Don't have your email address still smoking 187 at oh, gmail.com. Man, shut up. Hold on. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that in a minute. To, to, counter, to counter that argument, though, if my personal life is separate from my professional life, right? What I do outside of nine to five shouldn't have anything to do with the hard work and whatever it is should, I do within your job. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, listen, I didn't finish what I was saying. What I'm saying is because before social media, I mean, people were still out here wilding and getting it in, you know, yeah. your CEOs to include. Let's not forget yeah. that. So what you do behind closed doors doesn't come out, but I get what you're saying. You feminine and say, looking at me smoking and all this other stuff. Listen, but what I'm saying is, closed doors, is legally don't put it on social media. Keep it behind closed doors. Keep it there. Facts. You know, you're applying for the job, not them. So what are you <laughs> doing to protect but yourself? But you know what? Sure I, I've been in I've been in different environments, everything from finance to to education to government and politics. And I will tell you this. People do their dirt. But you're never going to see it on social media. Mm, people, yes. people act crazy. All that crazy stuff, but they don't post it on social media. On. If you, if you want to go to Vegas with your girls or with your homies and have a good time, stop posting pictures. Enjoy the moment. Keep your pictures in your phone. The whole you world cannot, doesn't need to see them. Listen, you cannot say Obama did not go to Freak Nick. Listen. Anybody <laughs> telling me. Y'all know. You can't tell me what it is. I know I was there. Hey. <laughs> you see? But look, you, seriously though, in all seriousness, you don't put that out there and expect individuals not to judge you. 
yeah. it's not right for people yeah. to quote unquote judge you off of a picture, but it is true that that picture is a thousand words. So you're giving Absolutely. them access to assume. Am Absolutely. I right? Absolutely. And we've seen very prominent we're, people. We're coming into a new generation though. This, this new it generation is. don't see it that way. So we got to remember, we're talking about how we operate. We're not talking mm -hmm. about how this new generation operating. They don't see it that way. But yet they're trying to find the job. And we Dang. actually just had this conversation on fan base yesterday. Like you are your brand. And so even if you're not working a nine to five, if you have a business and you want somebody to support your business, you need to clean up your social media based mm -hmm. off of what your business is. Because, like, for instance, I, I like to use kids all the time. If your thing is party rentals for kids and you're doing some crazy stuff that a parent would not want around their kids, you think they're supporting your business? Absolutely not. And so you can say it's my life, it's person, you know, my personal life is my personal, all you want. But when you're not getting the job and nobody's supporting your business, that's the reason why. So live your life if you want to, but you're not gonna make any money. So that's the facts. And I'm gonna give this to I'm gonna give this to you, Nate, in a minute. But the, the fact is, is this portray what you want people to know. If you don't want people to know, you don't give it to the world because the world don't care. It's not positive or negative, it's all energy. You see what I'm saying? So you like you saying to your point, you can't have that whole poster, especially when the whole pandemic was going on, you know, F these kids, F these kids. But then next thing you know, you you want a daycare. You remember that, don't you, Herm? Like, yeah. yes, you guys, look, they make the whole day. <laughs> we, was in, I, we was in the group. We was in the group. About F the and listen, hey, low key, I kind of say that it's a little bit now. But at the same time, you can't say that, but it want that certain energy. But go ahead, Big Nate, my fault, man. No, no worries. So um, I want to transition uh, to diversifying your portfolio. So from a human resources standpoint, um, there's a lot of discussions about, you know, education versus certification. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And talk about the importance of diversifying your portfolio. So it is very employer specific. So some, some companies are really old school and this goes to researching the company that you wanna work for. They're really old school. So they have some old school ways. If they say that you have to have a degree in business, you can apply if you want, if you have a degree in art, but they're probably not going to call you. There are other jobs that are more flexible. Like I, I always say to people, breaking into the tech industry is not hard and you do not have to have a computer science degree. I've helped people get into the tech industry to have biology degrees, that have communication degrees, that have mathematics degrees, who have uh, geology, what is it, geology degrees. It's it really depends on what it is that you're doing. And we're finding more and more that a lot of people are self-taught. So you may have somebody who was really arts focused when they were in undergrad and may have gone on to get a, a master's in psychology, but they have all of these tech certifications because it's something that they were passionate about. They just didn't go to school for it. So they learned it. See. I've helped those people get into the tech industry. So, you know, it's really important to, to know what it is that you want to do. You know, everybody doesn't know what they wanted to do when they went to college. So some people leave college with bachelor's degrees and stuff that they're never going to work in that field. But it's not a lost cause for you. I mean, you still got that student loan to pay, but it's not a lost cause as far as your career path. You can still self-learn. And let me tell you something, the pandemic, oh, my goodness, there were so many free resources free certifications you can take. And some of those things are still out there. MIT still has free courses you can take on their website. They have a whole sure. course lab of different stuff that you can take. Yep. You can jump out there and really make your resume pop because you have a vast amount of experience. And that helps in companies that have different lines of business because they know that they can plug you in different places. That's why I say people in the military, they have such a major advantage in the career field going into any industry because of their background and how diverse their background is. Even if they did a specific thing their whole time, that training that you get and that knowledge that you get, you know a little bit of everything. So it really helps you. So let me add on to that. And I don't, I'm not like Herm, I don't want to take up too much of your time, right? <laughs> so uh, my question is, uh, what time frame, what timeline would you offer someone to say, um, when you're thinking about transitioning or you're thinking about applying for a job, what timeline would you give that individual to make sure that their information is up to date um, with the latest and greatest? 
When you say what timeline, what do you mean? Like how long it should take them to fix their resume? Absolutely. How long, what, what average timeline, if any or whatever, would you say, hey, you need to be prepared, you know, six months, a year or whatever the case may be? Again, that's career specific. If you're thinking of getting into the industry where certifications are a major thing, it might take you six to nine months to break into that industry, depending on what type of courses and what track they're on. Maybe it's something that's accelerated, you could do it in less time, and maybe something that takes a full year. But I would say the first thing that you wanna do is you wanna tailor your resume to the industry you're in. Just because you worked in customer service your whole life doesn't mean that you can't go into tech. You gotta look at some of the key words Go through LinkedIn and type in, you know, C++ engineer and see what things the people have on their LinkedIn that show up that are keywords. Hmm. Now you know what it is that you need to do to tailor your resume because you may have skills that are transferable. You're just using the wrong language. You need to use right. the language for that field. So I would say first look at your resume, tailor it as much as you can to the industry that you're going into, and then look and see if there are any type of professional skills that you must have to go into that inter industry and pursue them. And don't always jump into paying $1,500, $1,600, $1,700 for something. Look for free resources because they're out there. You know, I want to thank Seth for uh, bringing you on. And uh, I'm being selfish by saying this, but we need to make sure that we link before um, before the end of the right after this show because I want to have <laughs> your details. So thank you very much. Hey, so listen, it's, the reason why, listen, the reason why we have her on is because a, our audience, right? We got individuals that still serving, some that just got out and some that's been out for a minute, but they don't know how to present themselves for landing the right job. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're just walking into this great conversation, make sure you hit the share button because you never know who can be helped because they're in situations where, you know what, they probably tired of doing what they're doing. <laughs> And saying, look, let's just be 100. Yeah. And some people are doing things just because they have to and they did not yeah. know how to land the right job for themselves. So I do want to thank you, ma'am, for being on. You know, with us. One other shortcut. You know, we talked, about the, we talked about the social media. I'll tell you a quick way to mm -hmm. have a recruiter not check for your social media. Wait, 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 wait. Hold that thought. Okay. Oh, that's all because see, look here, we about to take a little pause for the okay. call. We come back after the break. After the break, we go talk about that. If y'all <laughs> haven't right. hit the share button, go on and do it. Stop acting funny style, right? Because this is what we need for our community and for everybody and their mama. Because Absolutely. you never know what you don't know unless you come to the Lions Den show. Right on. I just made that up, but we'll be right back. Monique Slater is a top negotiating, award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building general wealth through home ownership while providing exponential service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get anyone into a home and has sold homes in less than six hours. After servicing the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. And if you're in San Antonio or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Give Monique a call at 210-237-7268. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent, southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread, you get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618 416-5700 and that's inside Scott VFW post 4183 and they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. Hey, what's going on everybody? This is Seth with the Lions Den. Are you or someone you know looking for a tool to help them be more accountable? Check out the Black Collar Mindset, the Art of Strategic Thinking. It's a manual to help maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable every step of the way. 
Go to theblackcollarmindset.com to grab your copy today. Again, the website is theblackcollarmindset.com. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Let's get it together. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Yo, fellas, what you think, bro? I think this is what we need, you know, when we talk mm -hmm. about social media, how to apply for jobs, what organizations, like getting the inside scoop, essentially, is mm -hmm. to what the organization is looking at is really mm -hmm. good. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you think, Herm? Man, I think that this information, uh, it just depends on where you at in life. Mm -hmm. For a lot of people, some things think that's common sense, but you can't have that mindset, man, because not everybody's where you are. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what I'm saying Larry made a really good argument about, you know, why should my social media be be judged? That's right. You know what I mean, and a lot of people to his point, man, will believe that. But the thing mm -hmm. is, man, you know, everything is up to be judged. And like like, you know, Sheena said, you'll never know the reason why. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? If you if you up there with that foolishness. Yeah. Big Nate, what you think, bro? Yeah, I love it. And I would tell you, I appreciate Larry asking those questions. And, and it goes to Herb's statement earlier, you know, just now, you know, how are we preparing? Because it's not just for us, right? Mm -hmm. Herb stated earlier, it's for the complete audience, right? So what if we have those individuals that are thinking like that, that are saying, oh, I'm good. You know, it's no problem, whatever. I can live my best life and still get these jobs. Where on, on, the, on the other end, it's not just about us or whatever. So we have to play that game. We have to make sure that, you know, I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just trying to change your approach to how you sit up there and you, you know, finagle through the process and make sure that you're good to go. So Absolutely. I appreciate you brothers bringing up that information. Absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, coming back into the lion's den, as a matter of fact, she's coming in with some fire, right? Y'all right. Back <laughs> <on the next>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, and, and you know what? Y'all know one thing, what I do appreciate. <clears throat> um, so the military give you a transitioning, you know, procedure. And it's dope. Don't get me wrong. It's super, super dope. However, when there's someone that's constantly in it and to give you that real talk, not saying the talk is not right. real, but something that's, that's uh, easy to understand and to digest. Sometimes that's all we need. Like you said, it's the approach. You know, it's the approach. Hey, look, mm -hmm. if you want to go out there and live your best life, if you hey, if you want to do the next uh I got this new twerk challenge, <laughs> but then you want to get working out there. Hooters. You said well, be working at Hooters, dog. I mean working at the Hooters or Tilt to Kill, and that's fine. <laughs> hey, but look, hey, if, if that's what you're trying to do, if that's what you're trying to do, cool, right? But yeah. I don't want you trying to, you know, be the next physician yeah. and trying to, you know, you're, you're not gonna be my chaplain assistant. You know what I mean? I, I can't <laughs> well maybe you might. I don't know. You can't be the first secretary. <laughs> oh, so anyway, yo, ladies and gentlemen, so we get back into the into the show. So she was getting ready to make a real good point about social media. So, hey, all ears on that. Go ahead. <laughs> so here are two quick ways to steer a recruiter away from looking for you on social media. The very first thing is on your resume. And one of the brothers brought this up. Your email address. Get a new email address. Mm. It can't be hotgirl69 at gmail. No, 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 no. Ashina Johnson at Gmail, Ashina dot Johnson, Ashina J. Put your name. Wait, hold on. Mm -hmm. Hey, Sheena, you know what's messed up? You pushing 40, you still talking about hot girl summer. What are you doing? My, 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 original, my original ratchet Listen. email address was Daddy FS. It can't it be like, Tequila Bros. That's when I first joined the military. My my my, my hot man was Daddy Fast Sex. Hey, how was yours before before you got it together? Was it always as professional? Wait, hold on. So yeah. it hasn't always oh, been professional. I seen it. It hasn't always been professional. It was controversial. So mm -hmm. I'm also mm -hmm. an activist, very pro-black. So my email was okay. A Nicole Justice, which makes some people back up. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> we might not want. <laughs> so I have my, my professional email is my first and last name. 
if you have a common first and last name, then you can put the year you were born, the year you graduated, whatever you want after it, you know, but put your name in your email. Because the second thing I'm about to tell you that you should have to steer a recruiter away from looking for you on social media. But if you don't have this second thing, how we can find you quick on social media, especially if you have a common name, is we'll take your email address and drop it into Google. Because whatever email address you're using for your social media is going to populate in that Google search. Mm. That's why you need to change your email address to a professional email address. Use your first and last name, first name, last initial, and do not use the same email address that you use for your social media. That's that's a way to prevent us from finding you. We're not going to search too long. I spend about three minutes trying to find somebody on Google. And if I can't do it, I'm like, whatever, let's just go forward with the interview. Listen, the quickest way for a recruiter to not even bother with looking for you on social media is if you have a LinkedIn page. It is. I don't care what you're doing, whether you are a bartender, whether you are you want to be a sportscaster, whether you want to be in party promotions, you're a DJ, you're a writer, make a LinkedIn page. It's so easy and it's free because when I drop your name in a Google search, guess what usually comes up first? Your LinkedIn page. Now I'm not looking for you on Instagram and Facebook. Mm. Great points. Great points. So my, I want to go into what you kind of alluded to in the first segment. Oh, I got my wife now. Hold on, let me, that's what you was asking. Oh, me. I saw a question pop up. Yeah, this is my wife's question. Steph was asking me, what is the best way to stand out when all resumes and cover letters are submitted through a website with minimal options of contacting the employers directly? Mm, that's a great so, question. Here is, I'll give you a way to contact um, a company directly, but I'll tell you how to make yourself stand out. Search for the keywords in your job field. If you want to go into nursing, type in nursing on LinkedIn. You will come up with people whose profiles are associated with nursing. Look at their keywords. Look at their skills. Those are the things that you want to have on your LinkedIn profile and on your resume so that when an employer, because some of us use systems that will scan and pick up keywords off your resume. And if the keyword doesn't pick up, we may never even see your resume. So you want to use the keywords that are specific to the job that you're going after. Another thing you can do is on LinkedIn, let's say that you want to work for Apple. If you type in Apple into LinkedIn, you're going to come up with people who work for Apple. I really believe in six degrees of separation. And if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, you're six people away from the person that you want to talk to. If you drop Apple into LinkedIn, I guarantee you of the hundreds and thousands of people that are come up, somebody's going to have a mutual connection to you. Mm-hmm. And you can drop in and say, hey, Nate, my name is Ashina. I'm looking to work at Apple. I see that you used to work there. Can no. you give me some tips on what I should do to apply or what jobs are mo- most currently available? Nate doesn't know me, but I, I approached him nicely. He may say, you know what? I happen to know the person that's in charge of recruiting. Let me just, you know what? Go ahead. Send me your resume, Ashina. And then I forward it on to the person. You Networking is key. Mm-hmm. You'll yeah. actually, if you look on my LinkedIn, <laughs> it actually says, if I don't know the answer, someone in my contacts does. I, I'm good at mm-hmm. networking and keeping a group of people in my circle who have the answers. So if I don't have the answer, guess what? I can hit my phone and say, you know what? I can hit Nate. Oh, I can hit her. Oh, I can hit this person. See? Dope. I think that's important, right? Because I think that's the number one key factor uh, moving forward. And uh, Demetra Kelly Mosby just stated it. It's connections and relationships. You know, networking is so important because we don't just make it on our own, right? So on the community of who we surround ourselves with the influence within our circle is truly important so thank you for that i see there's a question here um how do i pick the people who are self-taught and how do they stand out so with tech tech depending on exactly what part of tech you want to go into if you're doing programming and coding that's really intensive and you have intensive and you have to focus when i see somebody who let's say majored in English and in literary arts, and I see all of these tech certifications, writing is labor intensive too. You, you have to constantly be in the mindset to write. You got to watch your grammar. You got to watch your format, all those things. And in addition to that, they took the time to learn all of this technical stuff. 
I'm like, okay, this is a person I see that's disciplined because they have two opposite paths of study and they were able to accomplish all these certifications. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'll so remember I told, remember I told you people that are coming out of college or have recently graduated. And I'll tell you a lot of them, their majors have nothing to do with tech, but in the midst of a full college load, some of them are also athletes. They're also studying tech stuff in their free time. That shows me that they're disciplined and they, they, they really want to learn and break into this industry because they've taken the time in addition to their classes to go ahead and study tech as well. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, and, so, and so what I want to transition into is not just only what's on your LinkedIn and how to get you get your foot in the door or at least get you looked at. But the interviewing process and all those working groups you have to go through to get in. Can you talk about that process? Because not only are you look good, you meet the quota for the right words, but the next step. So video interviews are a big thing right now, mm -hmm. you know, with the pandemic, Zoom, all of that. Um, my company, we do all of our interviews on Microsoft Teams. Number one, if you're doing a video interview, you want to have your camera on. I can't tell you how many candidates Hey. interviews and they don't have their camera on and I'll nicely I'm not going to tell you to turn your camera on because you should know to turn your camera on yeah. I'll say hey Nate I can't see you and it'll be like <laughs> okay and I'll continue with the interview I'm and they be an excellent person but there's a little note that says this person didn't turn on their camera now wait now hold on now listen wow now listen now, if you people, tell me this you see what i'm well, saying like, another thing like 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 herm for example he used to do part of the show in his car you understand he had to listen in the back seat <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i've had you, muted. you ain't say what you said I've had people interview in their car, but they'll mm. send me a note before. I'm sorry, I'm in transit from dropping my kids off at school or I'm in transit mm -hmm. from school to home. Is it okay if I take, you know, the interview in my car and their car looks nice and clean or some of them, what they'll do is they'll blur their background. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so I didn't that's even know that they're in a car. If they didn't have told me they were in the car, I would have never known okay. they were in the car. <laughs> so you can blur your background. And that's I've had people... Ever. Some of these college kids, they are really, really savvy. They'll make their own tech background. So like they'll have their name, Ashina Johnson, C++ certified in the background. <laughs> oh, as they're interviewing yeah. with me. And I'm like, that's, that's cool. cool. They, they took the time to, to prepare and dress for the interview. Yes, I know it's remote work, work from home. We're in our pajamas, but don't get on the interview in your pajamas or a T-shirt. Now, if you interviewing for, you know, I don't know, maintenance worker, maybe you could get away with being in your T-shirt. But if you interviewing for a professional position, put on, a, you don't even have to completely dress. Wait, before you say that, now I do understand the business up here and party down there. But have you ever been in a situation where a person said, hey, they made me stand up? Wow. No. Y'all ain't never heard that? No. So basically what That's people do is military they, stuff, man. Yeah, right. So it, you know, kind of, you know, mental judo, but what they do is they say, hey, we just want to, you know, you know, if you don't mind, if you don't mind doing whatever to get them to kind of stand up to see if they're fully dressed versus yeah, just unless business. you're doing something that pertains to like going into television or model, I think they dancing with something illegal by asking you to see you go. Nike shorts right now. Right yeah, now, nah. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> me too, Herm. <laughs> hey, don't, don't, don't you dare tell me to stand up. I'm good right here, dog. <laughs> hey, so I want to talk about this real quick, if you don't mind. I know how important it is, but for our uh, audience that may not know, there's individuals that may be listening right now that have certain disabilities, right? Physical and invisible disabilities. And sometimes the recruit, well, I wouldn't say recruiters, but um, during the interview process, if they know that you're in the military or may have served, excuse me, or retired, is it legal for them to ask you questions about your disability and or to ask if you're receiving some type of benefits so that they can change their wage margin. You want to talk about no, that? No, they're, they're, they, it's illegal for those, them to ask those kind of questions. And I will say every person that I have encountered that has a disability, they disclose it. Um, 
I have interviewed a lot of people who are dyslexic and they will disclose that to me. And it's important because they know there's a test that they have to take. And so if you have a dis disability that pertains to dyslexia, we have a test that gives you more time because we know that it takes you a little longer to read. Um, I've hired um, some people who have Asperger's syndrome, syndrome, but they have a mild form of it, but they disclose that. But I'm not allowed to ask, like, are you all right? What's wrong with you? You have a disability? That's no, no, no. That's unprofessional and it's borderline illegal. Mm. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Go ahead, Nate. And usually when I interview a veteran, I always start out by thanking them for their service because I just think that that's so dope. Oh, thank oh. you for your support. Oh. No, this is a lot of great information. And uh, I truly believe that, um, again, I'm just taking everything in and just making sure that, you know, when it comes time for me to make that decision to transition onward, you know, I take that information into account. So, mm -hmm. uh, Larry, what you got? Herm, what you got? Yeah, yeah. So, so here's what I want to uh, ask is, I thank you for all of what you've done so far and what you do as far as providing this advice and this, this mentoring for us. But here's what I want to ask you. I don't know if you're already doing this or you, if you could start doing this. It's getting out into the local community as well as the high schools and advising them on the social media piece because I think that is so important. And I was playing devil advocates earlier, as you can see. But there are kids that really believe this. They don't, It's my social media. They're not even thinking about Entitled, bro. So it's entitled. What, what are you doing, or what could you do if you're not doing it that that you can get out into the community, especially the high school? I think the high schools are so important to get out there so and talk I, to them about. I actually have. I actually have been asked to come to colleges, so I am going to start doing that soon. Yes. Didn't think about high schools, but you know that's important too because not only may yes. they be looking for jobs, they're applying to colleges too, that's and colleges right. are starting to become very yep. selective about who they let in and athletic they have so many applicants you know so yep. yeah that's a great idea thank you for that mm -hmm. and that's important and that's important right because in certain areas college may not be the best you know for someone mm -hmm. where trade school may be you know the best option or they're looking yeah. for a career straight out of high school so Again, we have to touch our uh, next generation of leaders. So thank you very much. Definitely think about the trades too. Don't be forcing these kids to go to college if they don't want to, because there's plum plumbers that make almost $200,000 a year and we always going to need a plumber. You know what hey, I'm saying? And, and hold on, listen. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, not only to that, some of y'all kids ain't really college ready. Listen, you know what I'm and look, you know, nice, no, 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 we didn't real. I was not college ready. I know I wasn't. And but, but what I'm saying is sometimes our parents will say, no, my baby, go do oh, this. Shit. Go be first of all, that's probably what you wanted to do, but right. didn't have a chance to. How about you look at your child and say, wait a minute, they may not a be ready, but be really want to do that. So then you don't want to push your, your child somewhere where you're going to lose your money and waste your money. You get what and I'm sometimes saying? Sometimes they'll end up doing a trade and they'll go to college later. I'm, I'm a late college person. I didn't start college until I was 27. See? Um, because when I graduated, for, I was just sick of school. I did so much, so much extracurricular educational stuff. When I graduated, I was like, I'm not going to college. I did apply to colleges, but I was crossing my fingers <laughs> like, don't let the colleges I really want to go into accept me because I'm really not ready to go right now. Right. I, I'm right. thankful that my parents didn't force me to go ahead and go to the local college because they could have made me go to Penn State, but I wasn't ready. I worked. I did some self-study with stuff. I, I got into politics. I got into activism. So I was still learning and growing myself, but I just really wasn't ready to be in college. And when I finally went into college, I did a great job. And that's the, that's the point, right? Because with that being said, it took me like 15 years to get a four-year degree, but I had to be mentally and emotionally ready. But go ahead, Herm. Yeah. I, got a, I got kind of a two-part question. I forgot who used to do that on the show, but I got Mary ass. Yeah, <laughs> I got this question. Wait, but hold that. Don't answer that one. I want yeah, hold on. I'm about to read. But anyway, my, the first part of my question is, is as a, as a recruiter, have you dealt with a lot of uh, veterans? Yes, I'm starting to see a lot of veterans, particularly that did communication type jobs in the military that are coming into tech. And again, 
the discipline of a veteran is very important to companies because there are certain things that they know. I don't have to teach this person. Mm-hmm. I know that they're going to be on time. I know that they're going to apply themselves <laughs> and learn what they need to know. I know they're going to ask questions if they're not clear on something. They, that trust is already there by way of you being a veteran. There's a certain things that the employer does not have to worry about. Yeah, soft skills. So, so the second part of my question is, me being recently retired and entering into the job force, um, I'm, I'm, the military came pretty easy for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I retired at a pretty good rank and everything, and it, 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 it came pretty easy to me. But when I retired and started applying for jobs, right, that wasn't easy for me. I wasn't getting the jobs that I thought that my skill set would necessarily get me at first. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a very humbling experience, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting callbacks. I was getting messages saying, you don't really qualify for this job. I'm like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Even at the rank I retired at, you know, I'm still not qualified for what they, what what I thought I was qualified for. Right, right. So my question is for you is, since you did deal, you do deal with vets, is what are some of the things that you see on a resumes and stuff like that? Make me like, damn, I would hire this guy, but they're missing whatever it is. I've never had a situation where I said that we shouldn't hire. I will tell you that what, what a lot of vets do is something that I mentioned earlier is they tailor their resume, their skills from the military to fit the descriptions of the tech jobs. So communications in the military and the language and jargon that you use in the military, somebody in tech at Google may not understand what the heck you're talking about when you explain what your duties were on your resume. So you need to transfer that and kind of change the wording so it makes sense to somebody at Google or it makes sense to somebody at Goldman Sachs or Cognizant because it's in the tech language. It's still the same thing you did in the military. You're just saying it differently. Okay. Appreciate that. And so I I will say one of the things that veterans do struggle with um, going into certain careers is because the military is so regimented and there's a chain of command. Veterans tend Mm -hmm. to struggle in environments where it's kind of like you're on your own as long as you get the work done because they're looking for somebody to tell them what to do. Do this, this and this and this. And your boss, you might not see your boss all day. They, you know, here it is. This is what we need done. Bye. <laughs> Text me if you need me. You're like, wait a yeah. second. Well, what do I do first, second, third? So kind of transitioning <laughs> into that sometimes is a struggle for veterans, but it's not something that, that you can't get through. So it's funny you said that because one thing that I've uh, had conversations with individuals that's either getting ready to transition either by voluntarily force or you know whatever that they struggle with a certain level of mm-hmm. imposter syndrome meaning <clears throat> to like herm's point hey i retired at this certain rank and with a certain level of responsibility so the next job that i go into i need to have that certain level like i'm ready to walk in as a manager or a superintendent or yeah. something like that how do you uh communicate to individuals to say hey you had to start off at a rank when you started in this organization for the military, then you worked your way up. Right. Sometimes it's not as an easy transition to do the same thing. Right. There's This is a new totem pole. So where do you think you're going to have to land or want to land? Well, can you touch on that a little bit? And that, that doesn't just happen to veterans. That happens in other careers too. For instance, I really like radio and television. And I've been talking to somebody in Atlanta that's in radio and wants me to kind of go to the station and see what it is I can do there. I know I'm not going to start out on the radio. I'm 45 years old. I don't want to be answering to somebody that's 27, but if I really want to do radio, I might be answering to somebody that's 27 for a while because they've been doing this for probably 10 years and I haven't. It, it, it is humbling because when when you have a certain level of knowledge and experience and you're looking at this person that is either younger than you or the same age as you but less experienced, you kind of feel like, who are you? But if it's really what you want to do, you have to kind of take that step back and say, you know what? This is the road I need to take and keep your eye on what the goal is. Keep your eye on the goal of management. Like when the person is getting on your nerves or you thinking like this young person don't know what they're talking about, kind of just, you know, pace yourself, calm yourself down and go with the flow and keep your eye on the end game. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yo, that makes sense. All right. Big Nate, last word, man. Did you already give it? 
No, I already gave it. Thank you very much. Truly appreciate it. Anytime. If you guys want me to come back and really focus on one specific thing, I can do that. Um, you can find me on social media by my first and last name or the Sheenaverse on all social media platforms. I'd be glad to do a LinkedIn profile with you, review with you real quick to tell you what you should add or change. And um, yeah, let, let's get these jobs. Let's get out. Yeah, I look forward to be hiring hire, uh, hire tomorrow. Thank you very much. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> don't, don't listen to that. Go ahead, Larry. What you got, bro? And for everybody hey, on the show, I'll do your profile reviews for free. Um, I know a lot of people Please, with different job resources. For those of you who retired with rank, I know somebody who is an executive recruiter, so I can pass your resumes to her. Um, I I'm here to help. That's hold on, wait, wait, wait. All about. My best oh, oh, hold on one oh, minute. Wait, wait, wait. Before we, Larry, I'm about to give you this. Ladies and gentlemen, if you did not hear what she just said, the fact that you're watching the Lions Den right now, Okay, and as a matter of fact, we're gonna make it interesting. You better say, I saw you on the Lions then. Other than that, right. it's be 45 45. You understand? <laughs> if you say, Hey, I saw you on the Lions then, boom, she might look out for it. She just might. All right, <laughs> but anyway, but now we're gonna let you get all your plugs in a minute. I want these brothers to get their final word out. Go ahead, Larry. Yes, yes, ma'am. I just wanted to say, first off, thank you for the time and the effort to come onto this show and provide this type of information. Very, very valuable, even for us. And two, I'm taking you up on that offer. I will befriend you on LinkedIn so you can look at my stuff and tell, talk to me. Tell me what's going okay. on, what's happening, what I should be doing and not doing. But overall, I just want to say, if you didn't get anything out of what I've asked these questions over the show, get into the high schools because I think that's really bare minimum that's where it starts start talking to these kids and letting them know the importance of what they're doing now affects them 10 20 years later and uh overall great show great advice i hope our audience got some out of it but thank you and i'll be in contact i promise all right so, hey ahead, huh? so we hear this we hear this a lot and I'll, i'm gonna say for real you, you don't really hear it that many times from me Mm -hmm. But I do think a part two is needed for this one. Only I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> I'm tell you why. Because we, we, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why because we got an overview of what you know. What I'm saying Re recruitment, man, you, you, recruitment. What is it again? Right. Damn it. Ta talent, talent, yeah, uh, talent management. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talent acquisition. We got an overview of it, right? But I want to hear specifically on what the minorities need to be looking at, you know what I'm saying, for the next show. You know what, what people in our communities need to be looking at for the next show and how we could be ready. Because I do truly believe, you know what I'm saying, this office is part of what separates, you know what I'm saying, our communities from others. You know what I mean? There might be some things that we really didn't hit on that would target that. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying part two. All right. I'm I really saying. am. You know what I mean? I, I really want this to happen because there's so much value and and what Ashina has to offer, you know what I'm saying? Not just for the the broad everybody, all of our audience, mm -hmm. but also a target audience that I want to talk to to make sure, you know what I'm saying, they know, you know, <laughs> what the do's, do nots, all that stuff is that the common trends that she sees in our community. Okay. So um, look, ladies and gentlemen, y'all make sure y'all put in if you can dig what Herm is saying, put it in the chat. Hashtag part two. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here it is, Miss Ashina. What's your final word, ma'am? Listen, I'm here to help. I'll be glad to come back for part two. I'm just going to say when it comes to the job search, be smart, be smart, be smart. And if you wouldn't hire you, then you know you got some work to do. Damn, bam. Wait a minute. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, if you, if you wouldn't hire you. Right. Then, Hey, another show. If you wouldn't date you, <laughs> that's a whole thing. Wait a minute, listen. If you wouldn't marry you, look. Okay, anyway, but y'all check it out. This has been ends. Then hopefully y'all picked up something from this conversation, y'all. And essentially, everything that you need to have, you already have it. You just have to make sure it's presented the right way. I want to again get uh, thank our guest, Mr. Cena. Johnson in here in the building. You know what I'm saying? And yes, I really do think a part two is necessary. And if y'all can do that, if y'all can dig that, y'all let us know. But until next time, 
Y'all take care of each other. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Have a good weekend. Right on. Right on.